Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in Show Midlife Who's Boss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. Hey, guys, I'm Dr. Lynn. So glad you're here today. Yes, Thanks for joining us. everyone. We are breaking down for you some alternatives to addressing life's, uh, you know, the, the physical side of life, um, meaning your body and symptoms and conditions and all the things going on. So we're talking about the different types of natural healthcare providers so that you can know who to go to when and have options. Yeah. I'm so excited to be having this discussion because I think, you know, A, we talk about physical health. So important to finding yourself in life after kids. And then we also talk a lot about aging well. And I think the traditional mainstream way of doing things and no slouch to medicine, because thank goodness we have it and our doctors are so knowledgeable. We're blessed to have them. But it's this approach to um, outside in sort of health, right? And they take a pill to fix it and your body's going to break down and wear out and wait till something goes wrong and then do something about it. And there's this whole other approach to health and to being well and to vibrancy and aging well. So, and we have some really great um, healthcare providers that can help us along the way. So we want to unpack all that, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, we have to your point, we have the best sick care model in the world. Yes, and thank right? goodness we have it. Yeah, because when you're in a car accident or when something happens, acute like it's acute, then 100% that's where they shine. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of longevity, in terms of quality of life, of you know addressing lifestyle concerns, that isn't the scope. That doesn't tend to be the strength of your traditional allopathic or your, you know, MD, so to speak. Yeah. And this is something that's cropped up. This is fairly new. And, and maybe this is brand new for you. Maybe you've heard a little bit about this, but you're like, well, who are these doctors? Are they trained? Can I trust them? Who yeah. do I go to? For what? When do I go to them? So we're hoping to talk about that and answer these questions for you. So we're going to start with functional medicine doctors. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to start with. If you have not heard this term, you will soon because, you know, I'm, there's so many of these doctors and the good news about this type of work is this can be done virtually a lot. Mm-hmm. And so many of us are familiar now with like the telemedicine visits and so forth, mm-hmm. but this type of work can be done almost strictly virtual. And so that being said, there's doctors have patients all over the world and they're right. very, very well known and very well paid for what they do because they get fantastic results. So these doctors can be doctors of osteopathy, DOs, they can be doctors of chiropractic, they can be nurse practitioners, they can be MDs that change their naturopath focus. sort of. I naturopath, yeah, could do functional medicine too. Could be, you know, any health professional that has a focus on or has training in a more holistic approach to health, right? So a functional medicine doctor as opposed to 
looking at the body in parts or pieces is going to look at it as a whole and include every aspect of your health from digestive to hormonal to nervous to all of the things and look at it as one and how can we get things functioning the best all the way around. And I would say that they would also take a more preventative approach to healthcare. That's great. I mean, I have my definition here yeah, that I wrote it. down from the environment or from the internet, and that's exactly right. You just nailed it. So um, I would just add that these doctors, this type of doctor is going to consider your diet. They're going to consider some genetic factors. They're mm-hmm. going to consider hormones. They're going to consider the medicines that you're taking and how they contribute to your symptoms and the interactions that that could be having. They're going to... Um, Overall, overarchingly, they're going to look at your lifestyle and fat and how that's factoring into your diagnosis and your condition. So I think where your MD in traditional medicine is a lot about, okay, let's get a diagnosis, right? And then that seems to be a bit of the, the stop and, you know, the start and the stop. Um, because then the options would be medicine or procedure or something beyond that that diagnosis, not necessarily the person. Right. And the functional medicine practitioner is going to be moving past the diagnosis into how can we adapt the lifestyle, the environment to now suit the person to heal from, from these, right. You know, things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to focus. I think they'll focus a lot more on um, not only preventative things, they'll take, they'll look a lot at blood work, right? Though they are going to look at, you're just going to look at everything all the way around, even typically more of like how you're handling and managing your stress and what they can bring in to have an effect on that. Um, probably the focus is going to be far more on nourishing yourself with foods and nourishing your, your health with foods, supplements, vitamins, adaptogens, things of that nature, unless they are like a DO or an MD, or I guess nurse practitioner, a lot of them, even, even at that are going to be very, very, um, slow to prescribe medications right? They're going to look at other ways to nourish the body. Basically looking at the body is, as we say all the time, the body is capable of healing itself when you take good care of it, as opposed to thinking like, so let's just change the narrative there. The Your body already has on the inside what it needs to heal. So it's this inside out versus outside in, whereas a traditional allopathic model or medical model is going to look at it like you're weak on the inside. So what can we do outside? What pill can we give you? What can we do to make it better for you? As opposed to let's nourish what you have because it's strong enough to take care of itself and your health is actually going to come from the inside. So it's a little bit of an, a narrative shift and change, but it's so beautiful. And it's so like, if you've, and you and I have been in practice in this field for you know over 20 years. And so the things that you see that people are capable of healing from is, incredible, right? The human body just never ceases to amaze me. It's so true. And I would say it's a big paradigm shift. It's almost like a complete 180, really. Mm -hmm. But it's such common sense. And I think, you know, this is going to resonate with you. And even with people that it doesn't resonate with, it still is the truth that you can't push aside, right? That this is how the body heals. If you cut a body, it's not the band-aid that heals the body. It's the body healing the body. So, um, so when to seek this person out, I would say, um, and Dr. Brooke, you can add that, add to this, but it's just, if you're one of those people that's like, no, I don't want a 
you know, medication, you're just going to put me on a medication for the rest of my life. That's not good enough for me. When your answers basically aren't leading you to a long-term solution. Yes. That you're getting the answers that you're getting. If you feel like you're not being heard, if many times I've heard people say like, I know my body doesn't feel right, but nobody's listening or I'm not getting the answers that I want, or I'm told your blood work is fine. There's no issues. And that's another thing that we should point out is that when you see a functional medicine doctor, if they run lab panels, the reference numbers for them look a little bit different. They're more stringent than a typical um, medical doctor would look at. So for example, you could have just like a thyroid test done and your medical doctor tell you that your thyroid's fine. And then a functional medicine doctor is going to look at it a little bit different and probably run other tests as well, blood work type tests, and they may see, see some things differently. Yes. Because, because the, the, um, the ranges are, are a little bit stricter. Yeah. So there's this whole, like with medicine, it's very black and white, right? So it's like, okay, you're healthy, you're sick. And the sick is determined by what shows up on a test or an x-ray or a CAT scan. Yes. But here's the deal. So somebody overnight doesn't just develop a heart disease or you don't develop cancer overnight. You don't develop diabetes overnight. There's this whole side. It's, it's called present presentological. It's almost like it's the edge of the disease, right? Where you're tiptoeing into this place, your, your health is on a decline, but nothing is yet showing up on a lab yes. or, or test. Right. And that's the space that you need to be proactive in getting to, because then that's where you can prevent things. Yeah. More, and really make right. You're, you're jumping on it sooner. And that's where that, I think that functional medicine, um, those doctors function in that space is how can we get to this a little earlier? How can we know what are the markers that we can look mm-hmm. at to interpret, to see what is really happening? What is the full picture behind what is happening inside of you? You do such a great job. And you know, you could be someone too that seeks out a functional medicine doctor simply because you're feeling pretty good, but you just want to make sure you continue to feel really good or you want to up your game or you're focused on just wanting to age really well. That's all of those are appropriate. Sorry to interrupt. That's That's for sure an advanced place to be. Yeah. And at a minimum, if you have symptoms and you've been back and forth and you've doctored here, you've doctored there, and you know, you've just been told you have to live with it, chances are there's somebody out there with an answer mm-hmm. that could point back to something in your lifestyle. Um, and, and we know this because we work with people all the time. Yeah. Right. So that brings to question though, like, how do you find the right doctor? Because this is a new frontier mm-hmm. of healthcare. Mm -hmm. So how do you know who to go to? How do you trust uh, that they can get you where you need to be? Who do you ask to get this referral? So many moms in the Life After Kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing. I don't know where to start. That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter, and it will show you where to start. The best part is it's free. Use the link go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go.lifeafterkids.com 
dot com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today. Yeah, that is a hard one. (laughs) I would say, I mean, I would talk to other people. I think the very best way to find a practitioner that you are going to um, do well with is by finding other people that you really trust um, that are working with people that they like. Because, you know, especially if it's somebody that's in your inner circle and you really know well, they probably get you, you probably have some similarities. And if you trust them and value their opinion and you trust who they're seeing and they have positive feedback, that's the single best way. And once again, because a lot of this can be done telehealth, it doesn't have to be that you've got to walk into the office. That would not limit you to only or solely people that live in your community. That could be anyone, right? I mean, my functional medicine doctor who I love I'm in New England. He's in Pennsylvania. It's great. And it's not an issue at all. So um, I think, you know, and that can be tricky though, because with social media, it's hard to really tell sometimes. There are so many practitioners and providers on social media. And you think because they have a big following, like it can look like glitz and glammy, but you don't always know for sure. Yes. Yeah, how they're, if it's yeah, smoking so mirrors have- or there's real they're really like an amazing clinician. Right. right. So I think you have to, that's where I say, I think it's really good if you can get a personal referral from somebody. I would say the other piece of that is in finding somebody that you trust is to go to an office where you can do a free consult. Yeah. Just a conversation. And Most you can doctors do it have that. And get it. I mean, if you are intuition-based, if you are gut feel, you're going to get a feeling based on what that person tells you of, is this a match or isn't this a match? And then, you know, the best, you're right. The best, the golden standard is to get a referral from somebody who's gotten great results that you know and trust. I think so. I mean, that's the, that's, Mm -hmm. they're going to know firsthand. They're going to have firsthand information and you trust their opinion. So that is, would be the best way to get it. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about chiropractors. Um, (laughs) And uh, don't turn us off. The truth of it is, is that chiropractors somewhere along the line have gotten, we, we, we always say in our industry, we have potentially some negative brand equity, right? In terms of people don't understand there's a mixed message. You could go into a hundred different chiropractic offices and get a hundred different chiropractic. There's good and bad in everything. There's good and bad in everything. And And the truth, when you look at the good, that chiropractors have the highest patient satisfaction ratings of almost any healthcare profession. We're the largest alternative healthcare profession there is. Yep. I just heard those stats from Dr. Ron Oberstein. Um, And we, we are unique in that, you know, so a functional medicine doctor is looking at the whole lifestyle. Well, yes, chiropractors are going to do that too, because they're holistic but we are fundamentally working with the nervous system to clear the path for the messages from the brain out to every cell tissue and organ in the body so that your body can function at a higher level. So we're removing interference to that nervous system. And the nervous system is literally how you live your body sitting right here in this chair. You know, we've got air blowing on us. We've got a fly buzzing around. We've got 
you know, sound coming in and our nervous system is integrating all of that information in our brain and then sending messages out to our body to, to, you know, signal to muscles, you know, joints, yeah. all of the things just as we're sitting here moving and, and it's how you experience your life. So the level of your nervous system function is truly the level of, of how you can live your life. So if, if it's minimal, if it's lower than it should be, your, your potential, your health potential is lowered. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with a patient that gets off the table and you're like, I feel like you just turned my lights on. <laughs> like I can think clearer. I feel like calmer, more balanced. Like it just is really is it's reestablishing homeostasis or balance in the body, right? Where things had been off before. It's, it's, it's truly because everybody's like, oh yeah, that's what you go to when you have a headache or mm -hmm. back pain. Which by that's, the way, chiropractic oh, is great for that. It's amazing. Yeah. But that's a side effect of what we do. So that isn't our primary, truly, it isn't the thing we're really ever treating anything. We're yeah. just, like you said, we're turning your power on and Mark and I, there's not a, an adjustment that goes by that we just don't get up and get out of the chair and go, how do people live mm -hmm. without this? Because to your point, it's, we're increasing your body's general adaptive potential by slowing down. A lot of times we're stuck in that fight or flight yep. with that sympathetic nervous system or the gas pedal is on, you know, and you got to go on full bore and that adjustment takes us out of that fight or flight and puts us back into growth and repair. And, and that's how you adapt better. Yeah. To stress. It really is remarkable. And also don't discount, you know, you mentioned pain and headache as being the side effect, which I, to I totally get where you're going there, but as we're getting older, Here's the other thing. We have to take care of our joints, right? And that doesn't just mean like our knees and our hips and our ankles. Our spine is made up of many, many, many joints. And the more mobile those joints are, right? Life and health is all about mobility too. And so keeping yourself mobile is a big part of keeping yourself active and keeping yourself healthy as you age. That's so good. I can so tell practical. you like, let me just take a step back because here's here's the other thing with chiropractic is everything that you just mentioned, it was so beautifully said. And we also focus, a lot of chiropractors will focus on nutritional work and healthy eating. Like it's a whole lifestyle of holistic, right? Addressing the cause and not just treating the symptom of how you're feeling. Um, and so I can tell you like, so my dad's a chiropractor, you know this, obviously, you know, Tony. Um, reason why I got into chiropractic, but my um, grandmother, my mom's mom, she is, God bless her. She's like, what is she now? 97 or something. But when I still lived in Pennsylvania, I was adjusting her, working on her chiropractically. And so then she was like in her eighties. Right. And the woman had, had not been to a doctor in years. And I'm not recommending that you do that, but I'm just saying she had never, I don't know that she had been to a doctor, like since my dad was out of school and started working with her and um, healthy as heck. And we were monitoring her blood pressure and saw that, do you know the story? Her blood pressure just a little bit went up. And I think it was mostly like a white coat syndrome where she knew she was getting her blood pressure taken. So she got stressed and the blood pressure came up. But my dad said, let's, let's send her out to a PCP just because she hasn't had a checkup and she's now she's in her eighties. So my mom takes her and um, the doctor was like, how... <laughs> She's like mid to late 80s, no medications, walking everywhere she goes, healthy as like, what exactly is happening, first of all? And second of all, she needs a mammogram, she needs a colonoscopy, she needs a death, death, like a whole list of like 10 things. And my mom was like, hold on, wait a second. She's 
in her mid, like pushing 90 years old, she's healthy. Even if something came up on these exams at this point, like what? No, we're not going down that path now, which I'm not putting down on any testing. Like some of this stuff, it's good. The mammograms, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have that. Don't get me wrong. My point to this is here she was eating well, moving well every day, being monitored. Like you can live your life. You can get well into your eighties and live very, very healthily without medications. It is possible, you know? So I tell people, friends of mine, that story, and they're like, how is that? How did she? (laughs) And even when her blood sugar, she started teetering on the very edge of just not quite diabetes, but like pre-diabetic, I got her on some supplements and things and no issue. Never, never took anything. Never met for him, nothing. So So it is, it it, this is possible. It is possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just love our profession. And I think that, it's, it's really a shame that more people don't understand the full scope of what we do. And if you're somebody who's listening that has never been to a chiropractor, but you get a massage or maybe you go to an acupuncturist or you do Pilates or whatever it is, it's really, you should have a chiropractor on your healthcare team 100% because nobody, your physical therapist, your occupational therapist, nobody is doing what a chiropractor can do for you, which is to get that nervous system functioning at a higher level. And, uh, and yeah, so. And by the, the way, world, the world needs to know. Yes. And one last thing um, about chiropractic before it's just list off some of these other things is that if you are someone, which I've had so many times, I tended to get um, patients in my office who were a little bit leery or scared just because they didn't want like a hard neck or aggressive adjustment. And I think they just thought because I was small and a woman that I, I wasn't gonna, and I actually did a lot of, I did, there are all different techniques, but my point is if that's something that is throwing you off, there are very gentle, low force techniques that are very, very effective that, you know, you don't even have to hear that noise if you don't want it. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not downplaying it. I've been adjusted like that all my life. My dad's a chiropractor, but please don't let that be a reason that stops you from seeking chiropractic care. 100%. So I had a dime for every, a penny, every patient that comes in and it's like, I wish I knew about this earlier in yeah. my life. I would truly be a very rich person. So absolutely wonderful. Okay. Moving on to some other types of practitioners yep. to know about. Yep. We also have naturopaths. So compared contrast, how would a naturopath be a little bit different than the others that we've talked about? They're, they're very similar to functional medicine doctor, but you can be a naturopathic doctor. You have to go to school and get your certificate to be a naturopath. Um, but you don't have to have like, you don't have to have another license to be doing, you know what I mean? You're not going to yeah. necessarily have to be a chiropractor, DO or an MD. Yeah. I think functional so medicine is a big umbrella yes. and then these fall are, underneath our specialists underneath that. And, but I think when I think of naturopath, I think of somebody who's going to apply like specific natural treatments mm-hmm. like whether that would be like coffee enemas or ozone treatments that's where you or... went <laughs> there's women listening going what <laughs> coffee in my bum <laughs> <laughs> the thing so <laughs> They, they're going to diagnose, manage, and treat the same as a functional medicine doctor, but they're maybe going to focus, and I could be wrong. I could be generalizing here, but it's going to be a lot about treatments 
natural treatments versus lifestyle focus. Yeah. Right. I think that's great. Okay. Then we have acupuncturists. Acupuncturists use very thin needles to rebalance your body's energy to prompt your body to release natural chemicals to fight symptoms. Mm -hmm. It's obviously very Eastern medicine. We're very Western here. It started thousands and thousands of years ago in China. Yeah. Right? It's an Eastern, Eastern sort of um, medicine type of approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people swear by it. Yeah. And very often acupuncturists, which is, we wanted to touch on too, are also doing um, work with herbal Herbs. medicine too, yeah, which is the next. Very herbalist. often they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Which would obviously treat, not obviously, maybe it's might, might not be obvious. Sorry. I I've never been herbal, to herbal herbalist. You no, were you're still right. talking about naturopath. Nope. Treat a variety of con- condition or illnesses along or allergies. I'm sorry. Can't read my writing through holistic use of plants. So that's what herbalists will do is tinctures and plants um, that, you know, obviously that's where all the root of all medicine has come from is, is in a plant. Now we make it in a lab, but yeah, where it started was and you know that, you know, there are very strong plant compounds that can help our body heal. Yes. And I would encourage you if you're, you know, I think it's very simple to think like, oh, it's an herb, it's a plant. I'll just try it. But you've got to remember that this is a chemical in the plant that does, they can be very powerful in how they work in your body. So I would always advise you in most cases, if you're going to work with any type of herbs, it would be behoove you to seek out either an herbalist or a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor, a chiropractor, whatever that may be, somebody who's really trained because they are powerful. That's a great point. You know, so. And energy work. I think that's our last, you know, these are all, again, why not have one of each of these on your, on your healthcare team? Yeah. So everybody's got a place. It doesn't have to be one size fits all or one, Yeah. you know, only one type of doctor. But people who do energy work are going to be concerned with moving energy through blockages in the body mm-hmm. and and helping you more emotionally, I believe, through yes. a healing, healing through a healing emotion, emotional. Yeah. And a, like a Reiki, for example, a lot of times with Reiki, they're not even touching your body. They're just skimming over the surface. And I don't, I'm not going to say that I know a lot about Reiki because I don't. I have had Reiki done once or twice. Do you remember that doctor that we had in school, the professor that also did Reiki? Do you remember him? Yes, you do. I'm not going to say his name. You just said his name. Yes. And Mark and Eric used to torture me with him. We're not going to go down that path. But anyway, he did Reiki on me once and I don't, I'm not sure still what he did, but I knew like something happened that day. I was, I mean, it was powerful. So there is something to that balancing out. I mean, we're, we're, and we've talked about this with our grounding episode. It's grounding. Uh, She's making uh, fun of me there. I'm making fun of her. And you got to go, <laughs> go back to previous um, Instagram posts and look at her reel, but you'll know it's from last July, <laughs> but, um, and admire her feet, <laughs> but um, I'm now I lost my train of thought serves me right. Energy work. And yes, it, and we're all energy. We talk about that. our energy. We're all we're made of energy and mm-hmm. energy in different channels. And and um to some extent, acupuncture is working with your energy pathways too, right? Opening things up that are blocked and reconnecting, balancing those. So 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 good. And I think you know, I just because 
say you haven't, you're not regularly engaging in energy work. There doesn't mean that there wouldn't come a point in time where you might consider it, right? Absolutely. Because depending on where you're at, I'm sure regularly. Yep. And depending on where you are in your healing journey, you're going to rely on some of these things more than others yes. at times. The point that I hope that you take home, if you're listening to this, is that it can be really easy to abdicate, abdicate authority to a medical doctor because that is the traditional standard yeah. of health. And it's, it's, that is antiquated. I'm just going to say, um, as a, as a full approach, because we are not addressing lifestyle through those pharmaceutical, pharmacological solutions. And you just be open, just be open to some of these other practitioners who consider the whole are going to look at your lifestyle and see how it all plays in yeah. because somewhere in that is your answer. And it's going to be your job to listen to the signals and to seek the people out that can help take you along that road. Yeah, that's so good. And so, so important. And once again, you know, when it comes to medical doctors, no, we're not medical doctor haters or bashing in any stretch of the imagination. I have good friends that are medical doctors. Um, and I think that in a perfect world, ju just an overarching perfect world, just day to day, but then also within healthcare, like if we could all just be better communicators and work with each other and understand each other instead of polarizing each other, it would be so much better for the patient. So it's okay for you to see your PCP and do your thing, but also seek other avenues of help. Like once again, you have to be your own health advocate. Nobody cares about your body and nobody knows about your body like you do. And it's okay to seek out anybody that you think is going to be able to help you on your path to healing and to health and to aging well. We should end there. Yeah. as well said. Okay, ladies, thank you so much once again for joining us for this conversation. It's always a pleasure to have you. Make sure you look like you're, you're fading. Um, make sure you're following us on all the social media outlets, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. The website is www.lifeafterkids.com. Go have an amazing week, everyone. Make it count. Thanks again for listening to Life After Kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday, and we hope you will too. Until next time. 